the studio of your mom's basement comes a podcast by two idiots and a revolving door of legends and has-beens from the oldest university in Texas. This is Purple, Gold, and Getting Old. Garrett, do you remember the early days of YouTube? Well, I think it's been that long since our last episode, so yeah. Probably. You know, it's they're so polished and high-end now, like with Mr. Beast, like giving out million dollars, this and that. But my favorite YouTube was back in the day when it was just some weirdo in his basement making really low quality videos yes. that were super weird and super hilarious. You know, I think about like Minergy, if you remember that. The energy. Yeah. That was one of my favorites. Well, the chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah. So one of those that I recently thought about today and I actually, actually tweeted it out uh, just a second ago from the... Uh, a purple gold and getting old podcast uh twitter feed is do you remember the old vintage 21 jesus videos no okay so rebecca who we haven't introduced yet we'll get to just started like cracking up so i know she does rebecca tell me about the these vintage 21 videos um so it's basically like vintage videos of jesus where People are doing voiceovers and are just yes. absolutely making these Bible characters sound absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah. I've walked on water. I can make it to the door. <laughs> That's my favorite line. I was about to say, but like, get, he's, he's riding in on the donkey and he's like, get me off of this thing. I walked on water. <laughs> I can walk to the door. And then my other favorite is when he comes to all the disciples and he takes them all on the shoulder and he's like, you smoked a cigarette behind the church. You, it's like, Peter, I don't mind you saying my name, but not when you stub your toe. <laughs> He's I, like, oh, I lied. I have seen these. Andrew, <laughs> you did something, but I can't say it because I'm Jesus. Jesus. And then he goes up on the sill. He's like, I've performed many miracles, brought you all the way out here, did all these things to tell you you're all sinners. There was no hope. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm like, what in the name of me is going on here? A lot of people, I remember back in the day, like debated it. Like, oh, these are like blasphemous. But they actually, they were made by a church to kind of talk about like how the world might see Jesus as overly religious and then like Mm -hmm. contrast with what Jesus actually was. Um, But I bring that up because it's Easter week, Holy Week. Uh, and it's Easter pageant time at UMHB, which is one of our biggest and oldest traditions, um, which is why Rebecca's on, but we'll get to that in a second. I would like to add something also because y'all can't see behind me, but we're in a tornado warning and we've been in like two or three tornado warnings since like, I don't know, four or five o'clock and it's yellow outside. It's like Crusader gold all across the sky, um, rotating clouds and at first, uh, I was like, oh, man, Easter pageant's tomorrow. And then I forgot. It has never rained during Easter pageant. It has sprinkled up until the first note of the song, but it has never rained. And what, what year are we on? I should have looked this up before. Oh, it's, it's 70s, 100, 80s. Right? No, no, no. no. It, it was like 60s when we were there, but I think they've passed 70. Well, it feels like it should be 100 now. Uh, by- tri- <laughs> trivia for our listeners. Um yeah. Figure it out. It's, it's, it's bad. I could tell you the couch crew was like 26 years old, but I couldn't tell you that yeah. <laughs> Easter pageant was. But all that to say, I ain't scared of the rain tomorrow. Right. So, all, you know, my freshman year, we go to the pageant and I just discovered those Jesus videos at some point in, during that <laughs> year. And it was me, 
and I want to say Matt Day and Mikey Man. Shout out Mike, Mikey Man, and Matt Day, wherever y'all yeah. are. World Mike and Matt podcast. Um, and we quoted that the entire pageant. <laughs> And there was like a local like Beltner Temple family with their kids and they were not having it because <laughs> we were cracking up the entire <laughs> time, which is probably not the, the posture you're supposed to have at pageant. Um, What's but bad is the people in the pageant were probably doing the same thing out I, on the grass. Yeah, but that's my biggest and best memory pageant, but I never actually participated. Uh no, I know ministry manager didn't participate, but you know, my deal was like, I sold out to couch crew and that's all I did. Like I literally dropped out of, like I was on search crew. And as soon as they told me I was going to have to work on a Saturday, I was like, well, it was great knowing y'all. <laughs> so I was really just a one kind of commitment. Uh, See, first. so people would look at a ministry manager and be like, I can't believe you weren't in Easter pageant. Then they look at well, me, and they're like, you did all four years? They let you do it at all? Yeah. Yes, but they made me be the mocking thief on the cross that went to hell shortly after and didn't even get to come out for Encore. Although I will tell you, uh, there was another uh, organization I tried to get involved in that happened in the spring uh, that is Rebecca, like, lowers her head in shame. I really wanted to get on the missions uh, or the uh, revival committee. Um I don't think I've told the story here, but I, you know, in my freshman year of college, I felt called to ministry, got to about senior year, and I started doing the math, and I'm like, hmm, I'm not going to make much money doing this. I don't know about that, so what if I, like, be a political science major, and then go to, like, law school, and, like, I can help people that way, and make some money, uh, and I just, my spiritual, I dried up freshman year, uh, that first semester, just, I, I was I, I wasn't satisfied. I couldn't figure out. I hated being a political science major. Um, it, I don't know what that was. And uh, <laughs> your hopes and aspirations as a yeah, policy major. <laughs> so I just remember being at Revival one night, just being like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I, I like, I literally remember like standing out looking at the stars and just like having this God moment and be like, okay, I am supposed to be in ministry. And it was like this clarity moment for me of like, I try to run away, but I belong in ministry. And so I came in that next year going, you know what? That was a really important moment to me. That was special. That was uh, key in my call to ministry, even. Mm -hmm. I want to be a part of this so I can help God serve other people, to, you know, help God reach out to other people too. And this, you know, I wanted to be a part of it. So I interviewed. And that person who interviewed me actually was right here in this podcast, Rebecca <laughs> Widmer. And I didn't I get a call the back. Only one. <laughs> this is true. They didn't let me on that board. I, you know, I don't. I, I think I was too uh, associated with some couch crew ruffians or something. So they didn't let me on. And you know, and I'm not gonna say who got on in my place. Not while we're recording. But we all three know the person's name. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I'm not a holier than thou person. I am. Am I a terrible Christian in many ways? But for the grace of God, go I. But I do not have know how this person get on this committee over me. That's all I'm gonna say. It's fun as I I didn't I don't know who you're talking about at the moment, but I guarantee the moment we get out of here, I oh I, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. There we go. Uh, so, so yeah, I would just like to say though <laughs> that when the head steering committee was all discussing who is going to be on the committee and who wasn't, I was all in favor of Tyler. Okay. I won't say who. But there were certain people that were like, 
no, we cannot have him on this committee. And I'm like, why? And they never would tell me why. And then I got to know Tyler and I was like, oh, maybe that's why. <laughs> but then, then I really got to know him and I was like, he's actually a solid guy. So I just want to say you were in my corner. I tried to get you on the committee and they told me no. I was yeah. outnumbered. Well, I certainly didn't fit the mold of a regular Christian studies major. I will say that. That is fair. Yeah. And I maybe to this, I feel like I don't fit the role. I would like to uh, interject. So, you know. I'm going to say something that kind of made me unpopular back then here. I'm going to say now, nobody fit the mold of a Christian studies major. You just didn't bother pretending. <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what? I, I, I call his name you know who fit that mold that true 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 is eddie kaler that yeah dude. i i do and joke many more. people did fit the role was, but yeah well before we get uh, on into oh sorry go for it no you're good i was gonna say before we get off into the easter pageant history world um rebecca um you know 70 percent of our listeners may or may not even know what this means but you're the third friar tuck member that we've had on the podcast what? so welcome yes the other two well you've watched our podcast so you know the other two well we don't know she's watched our pod yeah you don't <laughs> okay so i know that amanda has been on yep you gotta say something Andy. i'm about to edit Andy. Yeah. yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Hey. so you're number three um so Take us through your UMHB story, what brought you there and what that's been like for you, even as an alumni. So um, when I got ready for graduation from high school, um, I would say probably November of that year, I was like, ooh, I probably need to start figuring out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Um, and so I didn't have a really great um, upbringing throughout high school um, just lots of uh, drama that went on there that um, I didn't want to be a part of anymore. Um, so I wanted to go as far away from home as I possibly could. Was Kesha not be... part of that drama, Maria? Yes. Yes, she, she was. was. It was okay. all her. Yeah, fun fact, everybody. <laughs> you did go to high school with Kesha. <laughs> I did. I did. Fun times. Um, but I decided that I wanted to go somewhere where I still was surrounded by people that I knew. Um, and my uncle, um, it just so happened. For the record, at, where did you grow up? I grew up in, um, Nashville, Tennessee. So, um, my uncle, uh, worked at UMHB and he was like, Hey, you should come here and do this work study program with me. And I was like, okay. Um, and so I applied and I got in and then I washed athletic laundry for a year. And that was horrible. Do you um, want to who your uncle is? My uncle is Chad Whitmer. He was the inventory and supply manager there for several years. Yeah. Thanks to him, I've got a really cool NCAA patch stuck on my laptop uh, from the semifinal when we beat Mount Union. So. So really thanks to him, thanks to you, but you know. Well, but he gave it yeah. out. So I guess thanks to him. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what brought me to UMHB. And then I just stuck around because it was home. 
And you are also Couch Crew Legacy, and that's before you were a captain. Tell us about that. (laughs) So um, way back in, uh, I think it was 98, um, around the time that the football program was um, hitting up, um, my uncle, my other uncle, his name is Kevin, um, him and one of his friends um, decided that they were going to be a bunch of rednecks. And they were going to wear overalls and um, bring a cooler full of root beer um, and carry a couch into um, the soccer field. And they were going to cheer on um, the soccer team because both of them played football. And uh, that's kind of how Couch Crew was born. Um, They tell stories of how um, the refs, like during... um, timeouts or during halftime or whatever would like come and sit on the couch with them and you know they always would have a root beer for them and um it was a fun time and so that was one of the first things that my uncles were like you have to be a part of couch crew because it's like in your blood um and uh, easter pageant was actually the other thing so so here's one thing i always knew that it started with the soccer fields but i didn't know that it was football players Yes. So in a way, it kind of like the gift that kind of gave back by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. No, I know you. Uh, you definitely have a couch crew in your DNA uh, <laughs> because when I first met you, I didn't mean meet you yet. When I first heard you, is probably the best way to phrase <laughs> it. I was a freshman during Welcome Week, and you're one of the moms in another group. And I just remember all week being like, dude, this chick is loud. <laughs> she like needs to like chill out just to like, this is killing me. And then I started dating this girl and she had, she lived in Beale and you lived on the other side of probably very thin wall in Beale. And I remember going crazy every time we'd go over there because I would just hear you through the wall the whole time like I just knew he was a really loud person and it wasn't really, really sounded like you were going somewhere else with this <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it wasn't really till Amanda uh brought you around probably my sophomore year that I got to know you on like a a personal level uh and then of course we got to serve in couch crew together but how did how did you and Garrett meet <laughs> this is actually a good one so um I think it was like the third home football game. And I had been talking to my roommate and I was like, I'm going to go take a picture with the mascot. I'm going to do it. This is the game that I'm going to do it. And so I finally like walked up to the mascot, had no idea who it was. And I said, Hey, can I take a picture with you? So I took a picture and um, still had no idea at the time that it was Garrett. Um, and then Garrett, like a couple of weeks later, was just like, Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, I do not know you. <laughs> and um, I, I would forget. <laughs> he was really creepy. Um, and then I, he ended up being like, Oh, like I'm the mascot kind of thing. And I was like, Oh, so that's kind of how Garrett and I met, I guess. Football related. Very cool. It it did that's a valid point so you'd meet so many people as mascot especially during welcome week that you kind of forget who's like who's met me outside the mask i don't even know and then 
even outside of it, when it's a small school and you meet all those people, like Facebook requests all over the place. And so yeah. I got to the point where I just assumed I knew everybody. And I, if I was meeting someone for the first time, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you. Like, I just wanted to pretend I remembered meeting them. So I didn't look like an idiot if I had. Basically, you were like Spider-Man at the end of the last movie. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to spoil that for those who've not seen it, but they do oh, need to get with well it. Oh, you're spoil time. What, what's the statute of limitations on spoilers for Marvel movies? To me, it's a month. You've got a month. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A month? Yeah, a month. Like, if you, if you don't haven't watched it by then, then you really don't care that much. Okay. Hey, Rebecca, how many Marvel movies have you watched? You that know, limitations okay. is coming up. My brother is a huge Marvel fan. I said Marvel. I meant Marvel. And and so uh, I actually have watched um, several of the Spider-Man. I've watched, um, I think, almost all of the Batman. And then I did watch Avengers. Batman's DC, but I'll allow it. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Close enough. All right. So I think... We know where this is going to go. It's what part of why we brought you on. But one of the questions we always ask people are like, what are uh, some of your favorite traditions that you took part in while at UMHB? Um, and so which one was, was the best? <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that I was involved in quite a bit. Um, I wanted to be able to have the full college experience. So somebody would be like, Hey, you should do this. And I'd be like, okay. Um, I think that probably my favorite, can I pick two? Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably my favorite two that, um, I got to serve and be a part of, um, were definitely revival. Um, and about that, I'm sorry. (laughs) And um, I also really did enjoy um, Easter pageant as well. Um, that's not to say that I didn't love Couch Crew because I definitely did. Um, I, I wouldn't have if I was <laughs> captain in that era. <laughs> um, I was just very passionate um, just about just sharing the love of Jesus with, um, you know, my peers and with the community. So um, those were two ministries that I just loved being a part of. So what's one that you wish you had taken part in? You know, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Um, for being such an outspoken person, um, one thing that I actually was never a part of was Miss UMHV. Which is so, hilarious because on Amanda's episode, she was like, heck no, would <laughs> never have done it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know it like... Like I would have been okay with like the talent part of it, but the whole walking across stage in heels and walking down the stairs in heels, that was not me. I mean, like I literally almost fell flat on my butt graduation because I decided to wear heels that day. So what would your talent have been? Say it again. What would your talent have been? Oh, I don't know. I have so many. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, I maybe would have done like a monologue. I'm not sure that I would have had the guts to sing, um, but I probably would have done a monologue. That's cool. 
Well, I know we're this is the Easter pageant episode. We're about to get into it, but I just so I, since we touch on this slightly on other episodes when Andy and Amanda were here, and people are like, "What are you talking about?" So the Friar Tuck was the name of our circle of friends. Um, we called it a family, but it was more of like a Sopranos family on the college level. Um, so I, I have to ask. So we knew you my senior year, but you didn't really hang out with us a whole lot then. So how did you kind of come into our circle? Okay. I got to be honest. So I had heard stories about this group of people. And can I, can I finish it again? <laughs> stories are the same stories that kept me from being on the revival committee. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just my obnoxious self then. Got it. Cool. Continue on. Yes. <laughs> so I had heard it stories and speculations about several members that were part of the Friar Top gang. And um, they were like, you know, oh, all they do is they drink and they party and they, I know, I know, but that is what I was told. And um, being a goody two shoes kind of girl, I was like, I don't want to be a part of that. So I was like, I'll say hi to them. I'll be friendly with them, but I'm not going to associate with them. And um, when I became a couch crew captain, I started kind of thinking in my head, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the one that's going to be making them waffles and pancakes the next morning to sober them up. And um, I would have taken the pancakes and the waffles. Where's like my waffles? Yeah. <laughs> well, but then I realized, oh, that's not what these people do. They just are loud and obnoxious, just like I am. And they just like to have fun and hang out. So um, I'll still I take waffles, though, if you ever want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure it happens. Um, but I think that um, I probably started coming around like after I uh, graduated um, just because, you know, all of the people that I kind of hung out with in college had kind of gone their own way. And I was like, well, these people are accepting me and they're nice and they like me and they're fun. Sure. Why not? And y'all just became famous. It was really when you and Amanda were living together in Turtle Creek and then like me and Garrett were also yes. living together in Turtle Creek as well. Right. And Hannah and Jill. That's right. Yeah. Dude. Woo. I would just like to address the, rumor that tyler and i launched a massive 1980s tv off of a balcony it's absolutely true yeah that's it was that absolutely was, true that's so like yeah we were rowdy but like not in like the drunken crazy right. route. we made sure that no one was underneath before we threw it so we had cautions yeah. but i guess you know is that is it worse that people looked at the rowdiness we got up to and thought and just assume that there had to be drugs or alcohol related, but there really wasn't. Is that actually worse? <laughs> I don't, I think it, it, at our current age to look back on it, I think it's hilarious now. Like, cause if we, if we were at Texas state, people would have thought, oh, there goes the youth group, you know? Yeah, no, what that is like, you have to understand this in the context of small Baptist school. Like, yeah. We were so, we were like, we were like, yeah, a youth group at Texas State. Although I do tell some stories to people that went to the school and they're like, whoa, y'all went hard at the Baptist College. I'm like, did we? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think so. But no. one of the more um, saintly things we did was Easter pageant. 
Yes. And I think a good way to handle, since Tyler didn't really get that involved with, I think there's three perspectives we can take here. I want to tell about 06, I'm sorry, 07. And then Rebecca and I can both tell about the next three years. Tyler can mention anything he did in the crowd, like making the YouTube references. Well, can, can we just like back up a little bit and kind of for someone, um, cause they're shockingly, shockingly, there actually are a few people who are not UHB grads who listen to this. Uh, true. But really briefly, just kind of explain like what Easter pageant is and kind of a little bit of its history. Yeah. Like, cause what- for our, our whitewater and, uh, union listeners who need Jesus, this would be a good <laughs> yeah. thing. You want me to explain? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, so basically what we do is there is somebody who has chosen to portray Mary, um, Jesus, and then somebody who is chosen for director of the pageant. It's completely student-led. And um, it is just basically the story of Christ's life um, from the time that... Um, um, he was performing miracles and it goes into, um, the crucifixion, the resurrection, just basically the whole Easter story. Um, and there are some really powerful moments that really, uh, tug at your heartstrings as you're watching it. And even for those of us that, um, were able to be a part of it as well. I think one of the coolest things about it is how much of the town comes out to it. Like it's really just a UMHB tradition. It's really like a Bell County tradition. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Central Texas. Everyone from local churches and schools and like, they just, they come out and, you know, I think there's like three showings on, on the Wednesday before Easter. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, it's just, it's, it's a big deal. Um, and then who gets to play Jesus is like a huge deal. Like you, mm-hmm. he's known as Jesus the whole year. He has to grow out his beard. Like a lot of people wear the fake ones, but Jesus always has to have a real one, I think. Sometimes uh, it was nasty. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you know, Obrach. Love you, buddy. <laughs> my favorite uh, chant I ever came up with was at a soccer game. When yes. our, our goalkeeper for that year was selected to play Jesus. And so oh every time he made a save, I'd yell, Jesus saves. saves. <laughs> it was amazing. What did he ever find out about that? Like what? No, he did. He actually asked us to stop politely. Aww. Like it's funny. He did, you know, he just it he he wasn't a huge fan of it. So we didn't do it because of that. But we had several games where we did it and it was funny. And you know what's shocking is like, I want to say that's the only chant that Randy Mann ever liked that we did. But it wasn't him who, who made us stop. It was, it was, uh, that's mind stop. blowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah there was uh, a man like that one. Well, if you want to go way back in time with this thing, I was talking to my grandmother last week on the phone. She's the permanent class president of the class of 1950, 58, 59, somewhere in the late 50s. And uh, she played John, I believe, the apostles, because back then there were no dudes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So Did she, uh, she probably inter- overlapped with a little bit when they're at school together right <laughs> i'm gonna bleep that so i don't get a phone call um uh yeah so fast forward i guess to my freshman year and in 2007 i something went wrong uh, i won't go into too much description with this topic but something they, they put too much uh makeup type stuff some too many cosmetics and my beard that they slapped on me was just really scruffy and I walked out and everyone I knew busted out laughing and Weston Savelle told me I look more like a jihadist than anybody <laughs> out there so 
everyone kept calling me that and other things the rest of the uh production but i went to every practice for weeks and before we get into rebecca's freshman year i'll just say every week i went to rehearsal for that i went to every one the next year when i actually had a role my junior year i went to practice a couple or so times and then my senior year i showed up the day of i told the director save me a costume and i'll just show up but yeah so that freshman year nothing too eventful um but uh let's see oh yeah jeff sutton was jesus that year um fun fact it uh let's see yeah so the next year was your freshman year and that was what what memories do you have of easter pageant <laughs> And by the way, Kyle Tubbs was going to join us tonight. Something came up last minute, but he was the director that year. So shout out to Kyle. He was, he was. Um, so um, I, I just remember like, you know, there, there's so many different things that the crowd is a part of um, during the entire play. And, it, you know, during the practices when we're yelling, like, crucify him, crucify him, like, it was just kind of like, oh, haha, this is funny. Well, not funny, but like this, like, I wasn't really taking it very seriously. Patrick McDonald and me yelling the Winnie the Pooh characters towards the cross because we didn't have, that was fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think that, like, the day of pageant when we were in our costumes and, like, it was the real deal that's when it hit me like oh my goodness like I would be one of these people um that was screaming at him on the cross and you know it it just became more powerful in that moment I guess um just because I I I didn't have um that mindset throughout practices but I don't know what was so different about the day of, but like I'm yelling, crucify him. He's a criminal through like tears streaming down my face. And um, so that was um, definitely something that stood out that year, but probably the other thing that stood out, and I don't know if you remember this Garrett, there was a cast member who, um, no pun intended, who uh, during dress rehearsal, actually um popped her clavicle out of socket yes because i was running and we had like linked arms with each other and i pulled her arm as we were running and her clavicle popped out of socket she was rushed to the emergency room and um after practice that day like i actually went um to check in on her and be like i'm so sorry and they were really short on doctors and nurses in the ER that day. And I actually had to like pull her shoulders back as the doctor popped her clavicle. Oh. It was horrible. So that's what I remember about my freshman year of Easter pageant. Jesus, you want to take a stab at healing this? Because if not, yeah. we're going to No, it was, it was so funny. Um, Josh Hobrach uh, played Jesus that year. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like we joked the entire next day, um, you know, oh, like, come on, heal her kind of thing. So. Nice. Um, yeah, there was, I, I'll never, I felt so bad for Josh one time. Like, you know, he'd walk into Hardy and everybody was throwing the Jesus jokes at him. And there was one day, somebody who had a pretty significant disability came up to him and said, hey, Jesus, oh, I remember still, wait, still waiting on that miracle. 
and how do you even respond to that? Like, he's just like, uh, I don't know what to say right now. That's sort of the fun of what I was talking about when it, it was such a big deal about who Jesus was. Because it would just, yeah. you'd have jokes and you'd have stuff that would follow them all year I, long. <laughs> I, I left one out from my freshman year. Uh, Chris Robinson, C-Rob, who was on, I think, the third or fourth episode of this podcast when we had the ABC fraternity. Uh, so at the very end, you know, when we reemerge and they're playing the song, it's like, he's risen. Jesus is back. He's alive. So everyone's like getting into it and, all that, and walks up and just had this such a happy look on his face. He goes, Jesus is naked. And like, we all just like lost composure. And we're like trying so hard not to laugh as we bow down. I mean, like totally ruined the moment. It was awesome. But well, it was part of the deal with the, the pageant, which has always driven me a little bit crazy is the the actors aren't actually they're not actually mic'd up right it's it's all uh, like a track in the back they it's the, the they still use the track but i think there's a few more speaking roles now okay. and oh, anyone yeah. that sang still had yeah. uh, i loved it because man half it's so funny watching a recorded voice from like 1970 when someone you know is mouthing the words yeah. um but that and it yeah, that was because there was a lot of that in my freshman year. It was my first exposure just to seeing people you know, but it was a different voice. Um, and it was really funny, too, because you're, you start to buy into the moment. As soon as you get into the moment and you feel like you're actually in Jerusalem, somebody will do something hilarious that throws you off. Like Tommy Wilson was Barabbas, and they brought him out my freshman year. And he didn't tell anyone during the day that he had, like, filled his mouth full of water. So when he's throwing his head around, he like spewed water. Or maybe it was your freshman year, just spewed water everywhere. I was like, whoa, he pulled that rabid thing off. But yeah, yeah. Uh, your freshman year is probably the funniest experience I had through college with Easter pageant. Because I remember uh, the Jehovah Jireh song, and they were like, y'all aren't into it enough. Dance. And we're like, we are. They're like, the Hebrew dance. Do it. And we're like, we don't know what to do. So they subbed it out with Larger Than Life by the Backstreet Boys, and they blasted that for the scene, and we all had to practice. And they're like, all right, the energy you use for Backstreet Boys, do that for the actual song the day of. And then just little things during Tubbs' rehearsals, and we probably drove Mike crazy, but uh, there's one where Hobrach went into the tomb, but Preach came out. <laughs> like, that's how he was. Um, and then... We had, uh, and then that was the year where I was selected to be the the mocking thief, and so Hobrach and I would just be like roasting each other while we're up on the crosses, and um, I won't forget the dress rehearsal. Uh, we had those like loincloths or whatever. Well, there was like a piece that you put on under so you didn't flash everybody, and then the actual cloth. Well, Jeremy Williams, who was the repentant thief, hadn't been to the previous two rehearsals and didn't know where all the stuff was, so he shows up late, and all he had on was like this little cloth thong underneath. <laughs> He's like, guys, I don't think my costume fits. <laughs> We're about to go out there. And they're like, dude, you you cannot wear this. Or He's like, well, this would be biblically accurate. And so they called it the juice string for the rest of rehearsal. So yeah, all that. And then um, after the, you know, at the end, when everyone comes out to see that Christ has risen, well, Judas and the non-repentant thief still have to be backstage so uh john gross and i called it the hell corner and he and i would just hang out in it the whole time and then uh i just remember that usually you're talking about someone going to the hospital for the clavicle uh they told us freshman sophomore year they said guys they used to send jesus to the hospital on and off because of how bad the roman guards beat him up on the cross and it was like a game they said they're cracking down on that so we're not going to hit you as hard and i they they still slap the crap out of us i remember rusty roper walks around and I tried to like honk a loogie in front of him and make it look like I spit. Well, the wind caught it and I actually spit on him. 
and he kind of looks around and he looks up at me. I can tell he was like halfling character, but also halfway very irritated that this happened. And I mean, he just, he landed a hit just right to my ribs. I was like, oh, that one smarts. But um, they didn't leave too many bruises on us. But it was it was great because after the finale, when all the characters come out to take a bow, uh, the Smedleys and some of the football players and the couch crew comes, they were the Roman guards. So they actually lifted us up like crowd, like the Rudy style and took the thieves from the cross out and were like lifting us up and down and celebrating. So it was, it was a joyous year. So you saying that you were a thief actually reminded me of something. So that year, um, I was a buyer and seller in, or, um, I'm sorry, I was a seller in the temple court. And so at the beginning when everybody is you know, kind of just walking around and um, Mary is narrating what's going on. Um, I had been carrying around a basket and it had one apple in it. And so uh, Kyle had told you to find me and to come and steal that apple. Yeah. But he didn't tell me that. Oh, he didn't know. (laughs) No. So uh, you like came by at practice and stole my apple. And I was like, no, like you're not supposed to do that. So I, I started you in chasing you around. And I'm like, Garrett, give the apple back. And you wouldn't. And you just kept walking off. So, but then I realized, oh, he's a thief. I get it now. I didn't know you didn't know that. That's great. That's some good directing. I, you know, I, I watch a bunch of behind the scenes movie stuff. And there's a lot of stories you hear about the director telling one actor to do something, but not that the other actor does. Yeah. And so if you get like a real reaction. I love two, it. Two best examples. Well, actually this isn't an example. It's just uh, behind this, because I know Tyler loves this movie just like I do. It's a wonderful life. Um, the scene where Uncle Billy is drunk at the holiday party and he's like, point me in the right direction. And he walks up, the crash you hear, he actually fell onto the set. And, that, and so uh, Jimmy Stewart's reaction is an actual reaction to him just wiping out. Uh, but, but I think the funniest is uh, Talladega Nights when Will Ferrell kisses uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Will Ferrell did not tell him he was about to do that, and it wasn't in the script. So there's, those do make for some great movie moments. That's oh, awesome. Um, so what you you were a buyer or a seller, I guess, your, your first year. What were the other roles that you did throughout your tenure at UMHP? Um, so my sophomore year, I was a man. That oh. was fun. Yeah. Um, got like coffee grounds, like very progressive of UMHB. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fun to be a man. Um, UMHB my, is the pinnacle of progressivism. Let's just throw that out. <laughs> my junior year, I was uh, Jarius's wife, so the dead girl's mom. Okay. And then my senior year, I was the bleeding woman. You had some depressing roles, I must say. Because I was just thinking, what if, you know, like Jesus is an earned spot. Mary's an earned spot through leadership. What if they made all the positions like Judas, the adulterous woman? Like, what if everyone literally just earned? It's like, all right, according to our dean's office records, adulterous <laughs> woman. Yeah. <laughs> so funny story. Um, Actually, my senior year, I was um, um, a committee head. So like I was in charge of like all the props and uh, making sure that they were placed out and everything. And um, there was actually somebody else that was chosen to play the bleeding woman. 
but she like never showed up to practice. Like I think she was there like two times total. So um, I forgot who the director was that year, but they basically came up to me and they were like, you've seen Easter pageant enough times. Will you play the bleeding woman? And I was like, you realize that pageant is tomorrow, right? And they were like, yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. So the first um, showing um, of Easter pageant that Wednesday, I'm like crawling to Jesus and like nobody is letting me through because the crowd is following him. And I'm like, like trying to make it seem like I'm in pain, but also trying to be like, move out of my way. I have to touch him at the right moment before he runs off and heals this girl and all this stuff. And, um, so like, I literally was like fast, like baby crawling and it was quite humorous. And so I was just like, um, I'm going to need you to like, not go off so fast, Mark. So, so I hate that I keep saying, oh, we'll go year by year. And then I keep thinking of stuff from the prior year. Uh, but something from your freshman year, there were two moments that I cannot leave behind that I just remembered were from that year. One was we're up on the cross. Now, they, I think they've since replaced them. But back then, these were some rickety crosses. Like, we weren't sure if they were going to stay up the day of. Um, so we're up on the cross. And one of the Roman guards who punched me was Josh Davis, a.k.a. Buffalo. Hope you're out there watching this. Um, so I go, oh, heck No. And I leapt off the cross and grabbed onto his back and he starts slinging me around and uh, Kyle found the humor. Uh, Mike did not say <laughs> like, dude, you're going to break that cross if you do it again. So that, that was the uh, one time only jump from the cross, but the other was the makeup session beforehand, because when you're playing a thief, you're, let's just say you've got the farmer's tan effect going where your legs may look like a Neapolitan ice cream, especially if you're pasty like me. So they're trying to like, evenly tan out your legs before the show starts mm -hmm. well it's it's awkward so i went to this back room behind brinley and uh our friend kayla was the applier of makeup at this point and she's like all right i'm just gonna get under the lining of your skirt here and this little kid like a little child walks in and she's got her hand going like this <laughs> under my skirt and she goes, what are you doing to him? And just, I wasn't there. I just go, I'm trying to get him out of there. I just go, go ask your parents. And he runs away. I was like, oh no. So uh, yeah, we probably scarred uh, that child. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my single-handedly worst moment of Easter pageant. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, that makeup was, or paint, whatever it was, it was horrible. Like they kept it telling us. It smelled so bad. It did. And they kept telling us like, girls, you're not allowed to shave your legs for three weeks. So that way the paint yeah. actually sticks to your legs. And I was like, this is so gross. So I finally, my senior year, I boycotted and I did shave my legs. And then. Um, Me too. Okay. No. no. Um, and guess what? The paint stuck. Yeah. So I just like y'all got haze. I just want to point out that uh, we no longer use paint to darken people's skin in this pageant. You know, I said it was to tan our legs. You just brought out that. I, I don't think anybody. I'm just, I'm just wanting to make a PSA that that no longer takes place. Wow. Anyhow. 
<laughs> and yet I didn't get it canceled for the the incident with the child. Anyway, so um, moving on to the next year, um, I guess my junior year. So I was I was kind of salty. I was in a bad place by the time pageant rolled around for various reasons. And um, I was also kind of upset that they lost my interest card. And so instead of being the thief again, they gave my role to Kendall Doles, um, who did that did the role masterfully. Um, but I was kind of like, great, I'm an extra again. This is a blast. So I showed up to like two rehearsals and then just showed up the day of, but I don't really remember a whole lot from that year from that. Well, I do from the year. I don't remember much from pageant that year. I don't want to sound like Ozzy. No, I was about to say, there's a lot that you remember from that year. <laughs> yeah. So what, what about that year? The, I guess, 2000, spring of 2009, Rebecca, does anything stand out to you about that year? Um, well, it's the only time that I have ever been a man. So that was fun. Yeah. What was that experience like for you? I mean, uh, I kept like touching my beard because I was like, I'm not used to having this extraness on my face. And, um, I forgot who it was that one of the directors like yelled at me and they were like, you're, you're messing up your coffee grounds, quit it. And I was like, okay, sorry. Um, I don't really remember a whole lot about that year other than being a man. Oh, oh, yes, I do. Um, Tatenda that year, he was like, I guess he wasn't in my freshman year Easter project, or I don't remember him. Um, but that year, like he's a, basically like leading the crowd in all of these chants and like going, he is a criminal. And everybody would like repeat after him. Um, and uh, just some of the stuff that he said, it was like, we cannot say that, like do not repeat. And yet that. if Tatenda if does it, everyone's jumping in anyway. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but um, I definitely, I lost my voice that year after pageant. Like I could not talk for like a week. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really all I remember. Seen my senior year was interesting because I did awesome. not go to any rehearsals. I just, I don't remember who the director was. I don't remember anything about leadership other than me telling one of them, save me a costume. I will be there. Um, didn't go to any rehearsals. And then I show up and uh, Brett Myers and Aaron Klein had my stuff for me. And so I, I hung out with them pretty much the whole practice. Of course, Brett and I were like the two old men on the Muppets at this point. We're just like making comments about everything and everybody going on. Um, and that was, it was either that year or the year, but one of those two years where I didn't have like much involvement with it, we're walking over, pretty sure it was this senior year, um, they hand me a donkey. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this donkey? It's Mary's. You're going to walk it out for the opening scene. Just remember when her lines end, I'm like, you do remember that I didn't actually go to any practices. I just know how to be a crowd member. They're like, oh, you got this. So the music starts and I get to walk out with a donkey and I just feel awkward. I'm walking this donkey by myself and I hear Blake Smedley's voice above everyone else saying, hey, which one's the ass? And that was my key moment of Easter pageant senior year nice well are there any others like significant memories you get from uh easter pageant rebecca um i think just um it was a great way to meet people and um just 
get to know um, people that I probably would have never communicated with in any other fashion um, that have turned into amazing and great friends to this day. Um, so, and it was just, it was really cool to, um, after the pageant was over, you know, you're walking through the actual audience crowd, um, trying to find your friends or your family or whatever, and just people coming up to you with tears in their eyes and just saying like, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. Like it, you guys did a beautiful job you know, it was in the, that moment that it was kind of like, it's, it's not like about what we did. It's about the story that we told because it means to be told to, um, you know, our world and our community. And so, um, I think that that was just why Easter pageant is so special to me. Well, I've got a question for both of you. Did it, or how did it affect y'all spiritually in any way? Or did, mm -hmm. did it, was it just like a fun thing you get to tell an important story or did you come away uh, with it kind of affecting your spiritual life at all? You go first. I think that it definitely um, gave me a better understanding of kind of what it was like to live in um, that time and what it was like to um, see Jesus performing these miracles and to really put myself in the shoes of whatever role I was playing that year. Um, because if I'm honest with myself, I know that I would have been that person who was waving those palm branches, singing Hosanna, but then the very next moment yelling to crucify him on the cross. I know that I would have been that person. We all would have been that person. Um, and so just to really be in that moment and, um, truly experience those things. Like it was, it was, uh, really, um, just a growing time each year. You know, I thought that after my freshman year, oh, I know what I'm going to expect, but, um, just every year, like it, it really did encourage me to grow deeper in my walk with the Lord and, um, to really, read and um understand the role of my character each year um so um yeah I think that's such an interesting point you make about knowing that you would have been the person saying crucify him because mm -hmm. uh, we often think like ah we we wouldn't be the fair like we'd be the ones who get it but like we probably really wouldn't have uh you know I didn't do that the pageant but I had a moment like that of a realization there was a novel series that I read um called the circle series uh it's mm -hmm. like black green red white were the names of the books and basically it tells a story of this guy who every time he falls asleep he wakes up in a different world so like one is the real world like we are in and another is in like this fantasy kind of world uh where it tells the story basically of the bible um but everything that's spiritual is literalized so like the demons are like actual people like things that they can interact with and angels and everything too. Uh, and so there's this spot where uh, they, uh, the Jesus, the person who's supposed to be Jesus is coming and, but you don't really know it. And he's saying, we have to make peace with like these trolls, like these bad guys. We gotta love them too. We gotta make peace with them. And the, like the leaders of their religious organization were like, dude, we gotta get rid of this guy. 
And I was like reading the book. I'm like, dude, this guy is like weak. He wants to make peace with the bad guys. Like, no, we got to get rid of him. And then, like, I turned the page and like, oh, that was Jesus. Cool. So I guess I would have been one of the Pharisees. It's, yeah, it's just a good eye-opening moment to realize, you know, we, you know, um, our sin and our, us are the ones who put Jesus there on that cross. And we probably wouldn't have been the perfect ones who figured it all out. If But for the grace of God, you know, we would have been going on right along with the crowd. So that's cool. That's an awesome point. Uh, Garrett, what about you? I think for me, my freshman year, you know, it was first time experience and it was just really cool to, I don't know, there was just a certain feeling about it. You know, certain traditions that come around once a year have a certain feeling in the air when they hit, whether it's football or revival or anything, you know, and that that's just one that you knew it was almost pageant time. And it was just something about it that just really solidified Easter week. Um, my sophomore year, I'd, I'd been a part of a group of friends my freshman year that kind of had a lot of drama over the summer and I wasn't in the middle of it, but I kind of got cast to the side because of it. So I was a little salty with some people and there was a big divide and it affected my church group. It affected all this other stuff. And uh, there was a Sunday where we all got together uh, for a certain occasion that I won't get into, but um, there was a lesson on forgiveness that was given. And everyone that was in that room that used to be like good friends just kind of had this moment of like, man, you know, what were we even fine about? And it kind of helped, but then we all got to Easter pageant. Most of us were in it. And by the end, there was something about the message of Easter pageant that just kind of hit all of us. And the people that had been at odds were all kind of like hugging it out. It's like, we're all cool. Um, so that was really nice. And my grandparents got to come see me that year. So it was kind of cool to get to be like, all right, I know they go to church, but this is like another level of something I could share with them. And um, it was yeah. I don't know. My junior year, nothing because I made it about me and not the event and just barely even showed up. So I, my own, my own fault. I can't really count that one, but uh senior year, I, I was the same way pretty much as my junior year. I'm like, All right, I'm just doing this because it's a tradition. I'm just going to show up, you know, I've done three. I might as well finish strong. And then there's something about that, that cheesy recording track still had some songs on it that could just really hit you in the moment. And I remember sitting there as we were getting near the end and I'm thinking, dang dude i'm never gonna experience this again like I'm, now i'm sad like i'm gonna miss this and i'm just i'm standing there with brett and aaron you know and you know they ran with our group and it's like i'm with my group i'm with pageant and it's all about to end you know so i was kind of sad uh at the end of that um moment so it was kind of not necessarily a spiritual moment but it just kind of hit me that's like i think this meant more to me than i knew it did and so last year, Hannah and my mom and I got to go to Easter pageant. And it was the first time I'd been since college. And you know, songs trigger nostalgia, man. They, they get that background audio track going, the pageant starts rolling. And it was just, it was cool. It was kind of like being transported back and getting to experience it again without being in it. That's cool. Updated audio though, right? So I guess they had the same songs. Kind of. Uh, so, well, yeah, it's like the same audio. I don't know. They bought a new version. It sounded clear. Um, maybe it's yeah. Mandela effect. I don't know. But uh, it's it, but they had a few extra roles, I think, incorporated. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually, the Easter after I graduated, um, Jeff Sutton actually reached out to me. My cousin, who at the time, uh, I think he was four, um, he actually was in the pageant as one of the little kids and uh, Jeff Sutton actually told me if you want to do it pageant again we really could use you and I was like I I can't like like I have ended that chapter in my life and 
Like if I go in this year, then I'm going to expect to be invited back every year. And like, I've just got to shut it down. Um, so I actually did not do it that year, but, um, it was really cool to see my cousin be part of it. Well, they brought back tuba players to play after they graduated. So I guess they can true, bring back. True. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, cool. So the, one of the last. They, couple... uh, they, they don't bring back couch crew captains. I can't imagine no, why. <laughs> uh, no. One of, one of the last couple of questions I want to ask you that we try to ask every guest are what was, uh, your best sports memory while at UMHB? Oh, gosh. We should start asking people their worst ones, too. I think hey, we- while you're thinking about it, we asked Colton <laughs> Hedrick this, this, uh, the same question. Uh-huh. Do you know what his answer was? I watched that episode, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> He's, he said he didn't remember any sports. He won there, and Garrett, Garrett asked, what about the national championship? And he goes, what sport? <laughs> Garrett was very shocked by that I almost turned the camera off (laughs) those interviews where someone throws the equipment says this interview's over that was almost that was almost my moment (laughs) um I mean I guess uh seeing the national championship um in 2016 that was a really cool moment um but I think that Another, I don't know, another, another cool moment that I kind of was like, okay, like I'm really taking this leadership role of a couch crew captain, um, was the year that you, um, Tyler and other people painted a rock and then y'all were banned from the following game. Um, and it, it was at that moment at that game where I was like, okay, it's me and this one other captain, we got this. So, um, that was a really, I wouldn't say fun, but it was a really interesting game. <laughs> Your so, best memory was the one without me. Cool. Hey, half my, uh, half my career as a captain was me and one other captain. We got this today. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite memory of you as a captain was it was early on. It was during welcome week during our first year as being a captain. And to be honest, I had some, like, I just like, I couldn't envision you as a captain uh, <laughs> because I just thought of you as being such, just like a goody two shoes kind of Bible study person, not someone who could like, Me? try to get people intimidated at a game. And we were on the steps of Walton Uh starting a chant for everyone and you just got the crowd going nuts and you were just you had that same energy that you had as when I first saw you as a welcome week mom I'm like holy moly she's got it she can get these people riled up so that was cool yeah yeah I had no doubts so I think I think the first moment where I felt like Tyler that um not not that I didn't feel accepted but like I felt like that you were kind of like heck yes, you're an awesome captain, was I remember one game at Tiger Field, I, I don't, I don't know what chant it was, but I did a chant, and you were like, that's what's up, um, uh, Captain Widmer, that's what's up, and I was like, okay, yeah. so, I, you know, I think one of the, 
biggest sports moments I remember with Rebecca was while I was still mascot. Um, because one of the, I think, three incidents that involved the Hardin-Simmons students actually trying to run around the track to fight us involved Rebecca. It did. Nice. I don't remember what you did. I just remember they wanted to roll. Um, I, to be honest, I don't know what I did either. You laid him out cold, I remember. Yeah. I probably did. Don't cold stunner. <laughs> Me, I just started dancing and like pointing and laughing at that. I didn't even verbalize, but. It got a guy. It got a guy escorted out by the police. So I did my duty. True. There you go. Yeah, I just made think I was one of them. <laughs> no, that's, uh, so that's an episode for another day. That is actually the same. I believe it's the same game where everyone thought a crusader never walks alone was like an actual marketing department thing, and then some people knew it was Dawson Barksdale's phrase for us. It was our code of honor. We did lobby to get it on the graduate rings. But what most people don't know is that it was because uh, Tatenda didn't want to go to the bathroom by himself. And the only bathroom was over on the home side. And he was begging Dawson to be his bathroom buddy. And he's like, Dawson crew, a crusader never walks alone. Yeah, and you know, you know where he even get Tatenda got that from. But even before that, though, don't you? It's from a soccer team. None of us knew that. because <laughs> Soccer. So he used soccer. To get a bathroom buddy, which then turned into our phrase. Yeah, that's exactly wow. the soccer chant to convince a buddy to go to the bathroom, <laughs> which then became our unofficial slogan. Yes. Well, I, t- I told Tatenda not to be too freaked out because as as dressed up as he got, I had gone to that bathroom before and I had to change into crunk in the stall and then bust out of it. I just like ran out. So like all the Harden Simmons people are in line to go pee and the crusader busts out of the stall and like runs out past them. And I didn't really waste much time getting back, but yeah, not comfortable. Yeah. Oh man. That was, that was as I, as I discovered soccer in the late 2000s, early 2010s, I learned that all these, some or not all, but a lot of these chants that Tatenda brought that everyone thought was so creative and amazing were just extremely well-known European soccer chants yeah. that just nobody in Belton, Texas had ever heard before. <laughs> I, I, yeah. have to ble- I have to bleep myself. I'm making my job harder here. But you know what chant I really try to do? And I couldn't, I couldn't get anyone but Seth to do it with me. Uh, the one where the goalie throws the ball back in, there's a certain uh, thing people scream. Uh, in Mexico, I don't know what. No, because I can only I can only hear it in like a British accent. Like, oh, you didn't, and they. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially there's a very homophobic chant that uh, Mexico uh, had to play some games in front of empty stands because they can't keep chanting when they when the keeper does. Wow. That. We never did that. No, no, no. We did not. That's why I was just like, <laughs> I don't want to confuse some people. No, yeah. no, no. Gotcha. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, well, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was that was funny. So well, is that it? I mean, that's all I have to say. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. I feel like this is the, like a job interview. Do you have any questions for us? <laughs> <laughs> well, what would y'all say is a um one thing that you enjoyed? Well, I guess I guess you've already answered this, Garrett. What was the thing that you enjoyed most about Easter pageant, Tyler? Um, 
at first it was quoting the lines from that YouTube video <laughs> during the whole pageant and cracking up. That was one of the hardest times I've ever laughed in my life, um, to be honest. Um, but then as I grew, it was seeing what it meant to the community, just beyond UMHB. Um, and then uh, when I was an intern at Temple Bible uh, and then a pastor at Skyline, mm -hmm. um, it was something that I actually brought my youth group to uh, mm -hmm. as an event. Um, and that was cool. Um, just a cool see, to see it through their eyes um, and a cool event to kind of bridge like my then my history of, of my college and what how that was special to me with like my actual job of being in ministry um and it kind of became less jokey to me at that point although in my head I was still like quoting those those YouTube videos but I was just <laughs> laughing about it by that point uh so yeah it, it kind of evolved in in its meaning for me uh, over the years um definitely wish I would have taken part in it um but you know I did what I did um Rebecca, will you be at Easter pageant tomorrow? I will not. Amen. Only because um, our youth group is not attending and I am going to be there with them. Uh, things go downhill around there, it sounds like. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, but I'll be there. Yeah, I think. Or, or I should say today. I don't know when I'm going to get this thing posted, but tomorrow, today, whenever it is, on the day of Easter pageant. Okay. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Well. Well, thank y'all for having me on. Thanks for being here at such short notice. This this was fun. Well, guys, it's Holy Week, and HSU, HSU still, still sucks. sucks. <laughs> Bye.